Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Monday you will be joining me, Eric Fung, and SG Budget Big Dawn on our weekly segment, Wise and Shine, where we leverage on the latest quirky happenings out there on the internet to answer many of your burning social and personal development questions. Yes, we're all sick and tired of talking about money, so welcome back to Wise and Shine. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. How would you buy time? Uh, this is the most difficult situation, of course, because if the leaders or whoever that pressures you doesn't actually understand the intricacies of what needs to be done, that's quit. always a challenge. Quit. <laughs> really? It quit. could be one, yeah. Quit. Quit, you win time. <laughs> Really, uh, let me be very clear uh, because I'm a leader, right? So I know when the guys throw a letter, right? I say, okay, okay, what you want? <laughs> it's true! Oh, it's true! Medium. It's true. And exactly, you say it's a crisis, right? In other words, do you think they can find another person to replace him now? No. So That's throw a, a letter. Welcome back to Wise and Shine. I'm your host, Reggie, a.k.a. Your Chief Financial Coconut. And I'm Dawn, SG Budget Babe. Today on set, we have one of the biggest podcasters in his niche. So we'll let him introduce himself. Hey, everyone. I am Henry Surawirawan. I'm the host of Tech Lead Journal Podcast. Um, so it's a podcast about tech leadership. It's been around for like three years, 150 plus episodes. Do check it out if you haven't. He's being very humble. So let me add to that. Um, yeah. It's a very long-standing and well-established podcast. I think you got um, 17,000 followers on LinkedIn. Yeah. Right? In, a, a in a highly technical platform. Like, how do you get a tech leads of like 17,000 or like engineers? In, yeah, 18,000. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Not 17, mm-hmm. Don't, don't not downplay his numbers, okay? okay? 18, nah, 18. And it's an international audience. So if you work in tech, if you're interested in moving to tech, you might want to check out his podcast for more specific nuggets of wisdom and information tech that you lead can journal. apply. And, yeah, uh, tech you've lead got journal. a lot of events. La. So see, check around, see if any events fit your palette and let us know. Maybe we can uh, collab on an event Right, love to one day. for like finance for tech people. Yeah, hey, one sponsor sure come. Okay, I will. We will talk to this uh, after after work. Offset, offset, dude. Let's talk. Let's okay, talk. Okay, well, back yeah. to the topic today. <laughs> I love how you've evolved. You know, like last time I'm the one that tried to hold you in. Right? <laughs> now you are the one always going yes, off tangent. Let's go. Right? Come back. So, come yes, back. Yes, come yes, back. Yes, come back. Come back. Right. So today, today we're gonna talk about crisis management. But we're going to focus on like team crisis, project crisis. When when problems happen, you know, uh, at work, in your project, your team had some struggles, you know, how do you kind of sort this out, right? Like problems, um, how do you buy time? How do you... Uh, pull things together how do you make it work essentially how do you survive this crisis and come out stronger right apparently there's a Chinese very, word 
Yeah, apparently uh, there's yeah. a Chinese idiom. So, Chinese so people the Chinese always got saying, weird things, right, Is that uh, crisis is weighty, which also means it's opportunity. It's an opportunity to do better because you can come out stronger from the crisis. But I think the difficulty is that we are in today pretty difficult times, um, economically as well. So a lot of companies are starting to cut people. Um, we are all facing crises of all sorts at work. Whether you work in customer or client servicing, and you have clients causing you the crisis, or you are dealing with internal crisis because maybe because of the retrenchment your workplace bestie gone or all your your clique are all suddenly retrenched and you're the only one left standing right or it could be that um because the company that you're in you used to rely on debt and funds to have that runway and now suddenly because of interest rates the runway oh, is shortened right? yeah, VCs are no longer yes. pumping in money so it's crisis mode on yeah. the problem is there aren't a lot of books yeah. that will teach you how to deal with they this are, crisis. They are very dry. Right? And they, they are, are very scattered. They are very organizational, you know, book, very, very thick, very dry books. Yeah. You know, but, but I think... We're we, going to crack that today. Yeah, we're going to crack that today and we're trying to narrow the conversation a little bit because yeah, everybody's in crisis, right? If you've got other crises, put it in the comment section, maybe we'll cover it another time. But today, we're just going to focus on like crisis management within a team setting, within your organization, within your project, at your workplace, right? So that is kind of where where we are going so maybe Henry you can start off with like how do you know it's a crisis <laughs> like when is this a crisis yeah, when versus the a alarm problem bell go on yeah. yeah the simplest litmus test is if many people shout <laughs> okay that's a crisis yeah are everybody at their computer nobody shout then how that litmus test feel is there another way to test that is not crisis uh, like until someone shouts right I mean like crisis in the in the definition is like something very, very urgent, right? I mean, you know all this quadrant, important, urgent thing. Crisis is like important, urgent, ultimate, extreme, right? Where people need to know and solve the issue, right? Wait, but I can no shout. I can be like, if hey, actually you got here or not, uh, we ran out of funding and how are uh, not shouting, whisper, then how? But it's a crisis, right? Because maybe our runway only left one month. So how? Is there another different litmus test that we can use? Um, I think another litmus test is if it impacts a lot of people, right? Uh, it impacts either your customers, either your employees. It impacts like this, the the blast radius, right? Is super big, like blast yeah, radius. yeah, the blast radius. AOE or the area or effect or something. AOE. Okay, okay. okay. No, but I, I think the early signs of it is that there's a lot of management meeting, right? Like when, when actually crisis is quite broad to discuss, like how, how you want to define it. But essentially is when the goals that you're going for is you're not hitting it and there's a good chance that this thing will sink, right? To, to keep it simple. And is if we're talking about science, is there. A lot of management meeting, you know, things are struggling. Something's happening. Uh, managers don't meet so often one. They always go <laughs> king even guy. Even in secretive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So they, they don't tell you, but they you you know, they were meeting quite often. For some reason, you you see their calendar, you know, or like one of the PA leak information. It always happens all these things, right? So as much as people believe that everybody's tight lip, right? But it's not. Information goes around and you can sense the air, you know? So I think, I think a lot of times is 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 those type of crisis, you know, that like you can sense it. But after sensing it, right? So like now we're very clear, visibly there is a crisis, right? This this project is not moving and it's getting chopped, and everyone is gonna fall together 
with it, right? So if we set it this way, beyond the sensing part, like what will y'all do? How will y'all try to solve this thing? Because I think there are a few tiers, right? Managing the internal people, managing the the, the up the timeline, and managing also some external pressure sometimes, right? So if if we go from this first side, right, managing the people at the bottom in a crisis structure, managing the project itself, you know, like during crisis people at the top and then external people where, how will y'all go about doing it I think the first right would be to stay calm Mm. So you manage yourself first. Yes. Okay. Because like, if you are the first to panic, everyone around you might be panicking, but you really can't think straight when you are just, you know, in a flurry. So you need to manage yourself, calm down and ask how big of a crisis is this really? And back to that question, right? Is it really a crisis or is it just a big problem? Then by understanding it, we can then figure out, okay, then what is the best solution? And I, I, I do deal with this a lot in my work because like, everything that gets escalated to me is a crisis. Oh, everything is urgent. Yeah. Everything so is a crisis. I, if oh. every day I take it at face value and I let my emotions <gasps> all the time, I think I don't need to work. <laughs> it's really about this. managing yeah, yeah. that law and recognizing that, okay, I have been thrown 10 crises today to settle. Actually, out of this 10, two are just people making being a little unreasonable, okay? Uh, three are people who have misunderstood the situation. So it's about like realigning their expectation and telling them what actually it should be and not what you think it should be. And then like uh, maybe three others is, okay, we're, in, we're on the brink. It will become a crisis if I don't solve it in today or by tomorrow. And then maybe only one or two, sometimes even zero, it's a real crisis. Then we need to step in, sometimes escalate, get the right resources because it could be out of my capacity. Yeah, as a middle manager, I may not always yeah, have the resources yeah, to yeah, solve uh, a crisis. So I think that really the biggest thing I personally apply is stay calm. Sniff it out first, right? Yes. Sniff out what is the actual, what is really a problem? What is a problem? What is a crisis? What is just someone overreacting, right? Like a junior that never seen this problem and then when they yeah. reflect upwards like I dealt with it before it's okay like that one there is a template answer yeah, don't yeah, need to yeah, yeah, me yeah, 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 yeah. go to this folder send this reply change exactly, this XXX exactly uh. yeah. <laughs> so I, I get it I, I get that part I get that's that part that's step one yeah, yeah. I, have a, I have a fun not so fun side story to share right like, like this whole crisis and urgent you know people use these words very, very like loosely right like they don't use it sparingly so like there was this one client that, that called me rampage call me you know and to me I will rampage call you something is urgent right this is I need your attention now right and I was like oh okay okay I'll pick up because to me there's no such thing as urgent email or urgent like text right nothing is urgent if you get text so after I pick up I was like what happened like, oh very urgent very urgent have so and so uh, signed off I was like huh have so and so sign off he's your boss you don't know how to ask them huh? right like why is it my problem right like it's not urgent you messed up my day and then now I gotta kind of like rework everything that's and, why and because right their definition of urgent is different from yours yeah so when we we engage them at their level then it ruins our day because we let their definition eat into our definition which is not true then we feel very like frustrated it's so true. that's why the first step is is it really a crisis yes what is it what's the urgent thing oh your boss haven't signed off mm, I think maybe the best way is you can ask him but I can check and I'll get back to you two days later it yeah, could yeah. be right is that annoying, is that yeah, like, not my priority today the real crisis to me is my lights and camera no battery I need to film in half an hour that is the crisis yes 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 <laughs> okay so 
so essentially based on that we weed out the fake crisis yes. okay that, that's the end of the fake crisis discussion we go into actual crisis when when a crisis comes you know what will you do yeah so i think i would like to use the analogy of house on fire for example right when you are in a house it's on fire what do you do safety right so, but in a crisis, sometimes in work, for example, right, um, especially if it's a fake crisis, right? <laughs> um, but if it's a real crisis, you need to understand which part actually is the first thing that you need to, you know, establish, solve, or pe- get people aligned, right? Like get to the safety. Because when crisis happens, that means the impact is big and it tends to grow bigger if you don't take the first ac- action, right? Mm-hmm. Be whatever that is. So I think establish that thinking process, okay, there's a crisis happening. What's the first thing that we need to do to put out the fire, either to put out the fire or run away, right? Like find a safe place. And for that, actually, depending on the kind of crisis that you have, you probably need to establish some kind of procedure or team, like structured communication, structured people who will take charge of certain things because in a crisis it cannot be everyone becomes the PIC you know takes an order otherwise it'll be an utter chaos democracy goes out the door when there's a crisis that's how I really feel it and in fact true leaders tends to stand out in this situation because they will take charge they will direct the order right uh, no more about you know consensus yeah, and you no know, consensus. Get it <laughs> yeah. done. Either you're done or you're yeah. deserter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, having a established process, thinking process like communication, um, who will be in charge, right? And how should you follow things, right? And what is safety? I think that's the most important thing to to handle the crisis. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think having like delegating or finding that main person to be in charge of the crisis is important. And then at the same time, that person cannot do the job alone. So that person needs to then find like their left-hand man or right-hand woman and be able to trust and delegate things to make sure this is done. Yeah. Some, sometimes you don't have the luxury of establishing this, yeah. right? Yeah. Sometimes it just happens. But it has to be done very quickly then. So which is why sometimes the allies you had from before yeah. end up being your dad. Last minute, hey, I need your help, I need your help. And they will drop everything to help you because they understand it's a crisis. So I think the most important thing here, whenever it happens more in an ad hoc manner, right? You need to establish a two-way handshake. Like you will take charge of this. Can I trust you? And then same thing, right? So it's more like, um, like I give you this um, it to be in charge and you need to handle it well, right? And then you forget about it because if you have to handle so many things, yeah, I mean, yeah it will yeah, get worse. Yeah. yeah, it's true. And, and maybe if we define it even more narrow, right? Like I think there's, there's, there's a part where the fire is burning and the fire is growing and then there's a part where the fire is really burning right and I think there's there are two there are different ways to manage the two, two different type of crisis when the when the fire is growing you know like, what the shit man this is shit is happening what you what I will usually do is I'll try to like control the narrative a little bit right like I don't I I will separate the people that are not burning yet you know kind of like separate it out right and then let's get this part of the house continue to survive you know let it kind of move along especially if your team is a bit bigger instead of like an eight-man cell can I do like four people like I kind of I, I identify can I do a four people and still keep this going while I manage some of the other stuff right so you go into go into that kind of saving type of mode in that sense of like trying to get as many people out as possible you know and uh, before the whole thing comes out right but when the shit is burning already right then the game becomes very different right because when the shit is burning like like in the late last year when my co-founder left right so it's burning the house is burning whoa 
<laughs> everything is burning and the clients are pulling out because of market crash at dollars dry up that's our business right so so all that is happening so oh my god what's going on right so it, it becomes a can you survive that's the only question to ask can you survive right and does not matter the casualty can you survive right if this thing can survive then you see the day of light when when things are better especially when you when you run a smaller business or a smaller team right like when like i talked to some of the guys at draper right vikram right and he was saying like yeah just don't die don't expect to grow but don't die yeah right just go through and so when when you have that thought process right then you go and ask yourself what is the minimum that i need you know what are the who are the most important people that i need to keep and i got to find 101 ways to keep them and th- and to me these are the two basic things like what do i really need who do i want to keep you know and what can i cut Right. And then you cut, just cut profusely. And then go into like this very low cruising type of like survival mode. Yeah. Right. Before before the things come back. So I think as a middle manager, right, or as like a leader of a small team, right, the pain is real. Especially if it's your first time doing it, right? Because all these friendship, right? the people will hate you. Of course, they will hate you. They will talk shit about you. But at a point in time, right, you just have to do it, right? Because if not, then the whole thing goes. And yeah. whoever the that you can survive, sinks. yeah, it does not, right? So to me, that is, that's a big part of crisis management. Uh. So to me, I mean, if I can maybe a little bit summarize of what you're saying, right? So when this happens, you need to first establish control. Like, like control, no matter what you can, but establish control, either control yourself, control the situation, control the other team members, right? Because when crisis happen and you tend to like overthink, okay, I'm going to die or this thing just don't survive, right? Then there is no control that you have and basically it will just, you know, maybe it's a disaster, right? So establish the control first, like you, you want to survive. Okay, establish that as a control. And then focus on exactly what you can do, right? Don't like think about, okay, where the money gonna come in. Don't now. hope. Yeah, don't hope, hope. is yeah. not a plan. Yeah. Yes. So, so know what you can control and just do what you can, right? So from there, maybe you can, maybe hopefully gradually handle the crisis well, just don't die. That's the first thing, the first rule, don't die. And then, yeah, try to expand your level of control after that. Well, it makes it sound like, you know, when you talk about the house on fire and the firefighters that go in, the first thing they do is to clothe themselves in the safety gear. Yeah, I yeah. think that, that's the, the same analogy, right? If the ship is sinking and it's really burning, the first thing you need to do is to survive, put on your safety gear. If that means cutting people, making costs lean, then do what it has to. Mm. And then after your gear is on and you just survive, right? You can, at least you walk through the fire, you won't get burned. You get third degree, okay, but not first degree, you won't die, right? You go through the crisis, figure it out, solve it. At the end of the day, you come out, then you can always do repair and recovery. But important is first to survive. Yeah. Do you have a personal example? shit really hits the fans it's very bad um, yeah a few times but I don't know how extreme you would perceive this like for example I was um, in a job previously where I didn't get paid for a few months while I have so family common and in kids startup, yeah, that's right? common yeah. right oh uh, sorry so I cannot natural yeah. cannot normalize no, this no, shit no no just start yeah. up flash this. coffee I heard also oh, yeah, yeah, flash coffee Vice oh, media just wrote that eulogy yeah ask the guys to come down right so when you are in that situation of course it's it's hard to like 
be in charge because you have to find another job. Do you have reserve? Um, that's why financial, um, you know, uh, education is important. And what's next? Because your morale tends to be low at that point in time. You don't have confidence. You know, you think maybe you are worthless or you don't have any skills. So that's why taking charge of that situation is very, very important. And what is the next step that you can do that is within your control and try to yeah, maybe make a baby steps as long as in you moving in the right direction. I think that will give you uh, kind of like a safety a feeling that you can uh, withstand the crisis. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I feel like I have a beast mode, you know, when I when there's a crisis. Right. Like when 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 there's a serious problem that is, that is growing, right, I will come out and solve the problem, right? Like, like, like I think my team is very clear that I got their back because I can fight. Right. So, and, and it's, I think it's quite comforting for them when, when, when they're working with me to know that anything, I will come up. Some people even thrive, like they want to find these challenges, adventures, like so to speak, right? It's quite high. Yeah. There's yeah. a certain <laughs> high to it. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. Mm. There's a certain high. Previously, we had some like sponsor dispute, you know, like, like the guy was just like disturbing my guys day in, day out, screaming and shouting at them, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then I hop on a call with them. It's like, so what do you want? Right, like, like, maybe my team probably was expecting me to soothe him, right? But I fought him hard, lah. It was like, you shut, shut, shut. I was like, so what do you want? The one, just take back. I don't need this, right? And and th the whole thing at the end came out very well, right? Because you must learn to fight this game, break them down, you know, do all those things. It's it's a, it's a bit more complicated uh, than one show can can expand on. And that's why crisis is an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, you laugh wrong. at the Chinese. <laughs> It's but it's true, it's right? Because you come wrong. out of that with more knowledge on how to handle um uh, difficult sponsors, difficult clients, and that knowledge then makes the next incident not a crisis. Yeah, no, and and the thing is, you win political points. Yeah, your team love you. After that, they're like, wow, this guy not bad, huh? Right, and and sometimes you like they always say, right, crisis create heroes, right? Like like you know you need you need you want you want to be a hero. You better make sure there are some big problems you that you solve, right? The crisis, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the important thing, like like how do you associate like the, the Chinese term, you know, like this crisis and opportunity. I think the first thing that I pick is actually you need to understand aware that, okay, there is actually an opportunity because some people will just see the word danger or crisis. Yeah. Right? But actually some would sense, oh, there's an opportunity here. And that is actually the first mindset that you need to have in every crisis. As long as you survive, there will always be a good learning. You'll come out stronger, you know, like the you, rest will yeah. die. There's consolidation. You <laughs> yeah. become the only one. Yeah. You learn few things that like a new experience, maybe meet new real friends, like real friends who, you know, go together with you during crisis. So yeah, always have the understanding there will be an opportunity in this. Let's talk about time because when the house is burning, sometimes you can't solve it on time. You need to buy more time. <sighs> what is a good way and art of asking and how can we buy more time in crisis mode? My take is you, during crisis mode, right, you are spending like crazy. So you better make sure during non-crisis mode, you have you have a lot of capital with you, right? You, you must have a lot of goodwill. Your, your, your people above you must really trust you. You you must do a lot of that. So essentially, it's a leaky, like... Uh, it's the, like rainy the, the, yeah, thing, the rainy yeah, market thing. Yeah, the rainy day savings, right? Or like the... You, you, don't, you, fix, you don't fix the roof when it's raining, right? You want to make sure the roof is very thick uh, so that when the rain comes, uh, you know, you have enough... You have enough uh, 
space to to do that. So I I find I honestly find it very hard to ask for resources when when the house is burning, right? I I don't think anybody would if I if, honestly if I'm the leader, right? That means I'm above you, right? I would say just cut the whole thing, because I'm part of that thing, right? There's an is at what point do I cut, right? At what point does the organization have to stop? right and then and and i'm sure after you cut right you can go in and find some pickings huh? maybe there are a few people that are very good you can reposition them you know maybe this project can be retweaked or something else but you gotta cut somewhere right and i think it's quite hard i don't know maybe yeah. you have any the, the way i see it every crisis time is always of the essence there's just no way if you say it's crisis but you can you, you know can extend the time yeah no, but sometimes no. you need the yeah. extra yeah. time yeah. right so crisis how can by we to me is super urgent and that's why time is of the essence it's like one of the levers you cannot move no matter what and because of that i think then coming back to what i said right you need to focus on what you can control okay if time you cannot control what can you control if fun also not something you can control then what else can you control so always focus on what you can control and know that what is the constraints that you have cannot move, right? And then you just work on what you can control. Okay, I'll use tech as an example. Imagine you found an error in your code or your team's code that has been working on and the, the feature is supposed to go live next Monday. Today is Thursday and you just found a bug. To fix it, it's not an easy tweak because you realize it goes back to one of the legacy codes. So it will actually screw up other features, which is not what you want. So hence, um, you're trying to buy more time. However, the top tells you, no, we are already, we promised clients the feature is going to go live next week. No, no bouts. And your team, but they cannot work over, over the weekend. So even if they do, let's say, it's not something that can be fixed in a matter of days. How would you buy time? Uh, this is the most difficult situation, of course, because if the leaders or whoever that pressures you doesn't actually understand the intricacies of what needs to be done, that's Quit. always a challenge. <laughs> Quit. Really? It Quit. could be one, yeah. Quit. Quit, you win time. Really, uh, let me be very clear, uh, because I'm a leader, right? So I know, when the guys throw a letter, right, I say, okay, okay, what you want? <laughs> It's true. Medium. It's true. And exactly, you say it's a crisis, right? In other words, do you think they can find another person to replace him now? No. So That's throw a good letter, point. right? Really, and and I always tell people, bad times you must see how you can push further, right? It's like if you survive a retrenchment, then you better go in and say, boss, I want an increment. They'll say, but I just retrenched. Okay, you can retrench me too. <laughs> All right, right. But they won't because they really gone through the exercise, you know, and they have kept the best, supposedly, right? So why not you go in and push, right? But of course, push must direct a bit, lah, back and forth, back and forth, right? You know, at the end, you must come to a amicable position. And you should also have confidence, like a safety net if yeah, they yeah. really fire yes, you. Yes, yes, financial, you know, <laughs> yeah. you must be strong financially yeah. so that you can go. But but if really crisis, right, calling it quits uh, is an ultimatum, you know? I see. And the ultimatum and is a powerful. Sometimes too. extreme problems need extreme solutions. It's true. It's true. And if I'm a manager, I'll say, oh, okay, okay, I'll give you two more days. <laughs> there, there, there's, this, uh, there's this term that I uh, also learned from one of my guests, right? You can try to change your company or you change your company, right? Like if you try your best, uh, the company doesn't change. And yeah, I mean, it's not your company, right? At the end of the day, you just change your company, find another job. Mm -hmm. Okay, but I think both of you have given uh, an answer to each. Yours is 
quit out the medium <laughs> and you can't find another person anyway because it's crisis time they have no choice but to give me what I want now but don't this my other, point no, I mean, it's, it's true valid, right, valid. Yeah. I think it's just it's a like, very it's a high fierce, stakes yes, it's thing. a high stakes game yes yeah. it's so true but the game is very high stakes yes it's, it's, I'm not saying yeah, every yeah. day so you you really have to wait <laughs> you cannot cry burning, uh, yes. then you, you, you cannot like just the kitchen counter top you just yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah, down there explode everyone spread the living room you throw it in then cannot it's true so my use sparingly yours you said the other one which is helping the on top who's giving the pressure of the time understand that it's not that easy yeah and I think in this case then uh, helping them to understand what's the trade-offs could help yeah. because when they when they don't sometimes it's also uh, like when you buy time you need to communicate right it's all about communicating and getting their buy-in and if they don't understand the extent and the severity of the problem it's only natural that they think it's a four-day job so then they go in with the expectations but you need to help them understand why is it not a four-day job and if you want me to do a four-day job okay I already told you cannot but you insist right then this is what is going to get compromised you want your feature to go live on Tuesday sure I will fix this error but let me tell you what will happen on Friday you're going to get more complaints because your other feature is now affected and now you need to spend 1,000 times more just to fix that old problem are you sure you want to do this and then they're like okay okay I didn't realize it's that bad. Okay, I will give you one more week. <laughs> so yeah. I, I have a kind of like maybe a, I don't know, like a thought process how you can approach this. The first is always I would advise try to understand why. Why is this a crisis to them? Let's say they say I have already promised this customer this feature yeah. will go live. But that is not the true why. Like again, why this customer really wants this feature by this, right? Because sometimes in the tech world, okay, we, we may not have this feature working, but there might be other ways we can compensate and still give this customer, you know, the solution. Or it could be something like, oh, actually the customer just needs it for a certain use case. They can find workaround. Mm. Okay, perfect. We because may have time. They are big boss yeah. landing tomorrow, <laughs> right? So they are yeah. doing the cut ribbon, right? Yeah. So they need to make sure that shit works. Yeah. Can you get it done? Yeah. So after you establish the true understanding of the why it is important, right? Then you try to give options. Okay. I have option A, which is to fix it, but we will burn midnight oils and so many people, blah, blah, blah. Uh, second is maybe we stop the feature and we build a temporary solution or whatever that is. Give the options with enough clarity in terms of trade-offs, like you mentioned trade-offs, and then let the leaders decide. Yeah, because ultimately, okay, we have done our best. Please tell us what you want. Mm, 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 mm. And, and I mean, I have a personal example to, to add on to this, just to kind of like shake up the discussion a little bit, right? So uh, same problem, right? Client urgent, right? They need it, you know, and uh, because I'm not, I'm not in the thick of the operation. So I don't know, ma. Right, client, I close one, yes, you know, but I don't interact with the project, zero, zilch. I know nuts about it. Every week, I will check in with them a little bit, you know, like, how's it? Everybody okay, okay, okay. The numbers look okay, okay, move. You know, I don't really need to care because I'm not in it. And then, there's this one day, suddenly my guy called me and said, hey, this one cannot, right? We have suddenly too many projects to do, right? This is just not possible, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then, and then he was going through like this, like, you know, like the emotional burst, right? Then, then it's like, okay, okay, okay. Just tell me, tell me, tell me what you need to tell me. Let's hop on a call. Stop texting, right? So let's hop on a call. You know, we, we talk it through. So I kind of get a clearer idea of what's going on, what's happening, and then all that jazz, right? Then I go to the client and at the client position, I was like, okay, so can we shift this? Don't need, don't need, don't need too much answer. One. Just say, we have, we have a little bit of struggle to do this. Can we shift later? And then client will come back. Of course, they will push back, right? And they tell me, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. But we can extend two days. 
not one week, right? So then that becomes the non-negotiable, right? I like that framework. I didn't realize that in my head there's a framework, like what's the problem? What is negotiable, right? Then you go and talk about the non, the, the what's negotiable, not negotiable, this one not negotiable, like it has to go in two days because of blah, 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 blah. And then client's client, right? And then you just cannot push, right? So you take it, go back to the team. Now you have to shop with them the ideas, right? So it's like, ah, okay, two days. The best I thought, right? What can we do? Right. So then from there, the discussion becomes very concrete. Right. The discussion becomes, okay, uh, we need to do this. Let us activate this ex-employee, you know, pay her a little bit more, get her to do something. And then we get this other person to go down earlier to record. And then we come back, we can complete this first. Client will have to take a delay on the next one, you know, and then we go for that. Right. So I think I think that is a very real example, right, of how, how the thought process works, right? Understand what's the problem, go and find out what is not movable, which is the time, then what, what can you move? And what I can move at this point in time is can I, I can spend more money to solve this problem, right? Because I can hire external help to do this. Of course, always at a premium, right? But spend more money to solve the problem and I will expense my political capital in this crisis. Help lah, you know, can lah, work overnight just this time, you know, that kind of thing, right? You're expensing your political capital in such a situation. In other words, right, when this crisis is over, you better go and build up this thing again, right? You must tare, yeah, gula gula, okay guys, amazing, right? And I think that's the part that a lot of middle managers are horrible at. They keep grinding out the people, grind, 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 then that's why every to every everybody say they are bad manager. Check out right, our sorry. previous episode on how to be a better middle, middle manager. manager. Yes, yes. So, yeah, but yeah. I want to add on to what you say. So I think um it's spot on. One thing that really stood out to me in your side story is the ability to ask for resources and for help. So um not at work, but actually also work, all right. So I have some moments of crisis for my blog, for instance, I have a lot of deadlines all at once. And I don't have time because maybe sometimes my corporate work also got crisis at the same time. Maybe some other time is my family got some crisis so I have to help handle, right? And as a result, then how to survive? Especially if the deadline is not movable, client is not bulging, right? So then one thing I found really useful is to activate help. So what I usually do is, okay, I have like four articles that I die, die, must finish by this weekend. I try to push already. Actually, it's six. I push out two. Now left four, cannot push. What I'll do now is, okay, I will activate my in-laws, for instance. Can you help to take over the kids? Take them from Saturday, don't just on Sunday. Okay, bring them out, whatever. I pass you money, you want to bring them to the zoo or whatever, just take them. And then I hermit at home, work non-stop, don't disturb me, switch off my WhatsApp, airplane mode, everything, just so I can full focus because I think also crisis requires full concentration, especially if the clock is ticking. So by activating resources to do the things that you don't really need you so that you can focus on what you can contribute to, I think that's another way of surviving the crisis and getting through. I want to add on top of that, right? Because as content creators, we all have yeah, this yeah. kind of pressure deadlines. Yeah, so yeah. many things happening yeah, and sometimes... Yeah. Like your episode uh, need to go out, but <laughs> yeah. then this part missing or your file corrupted. <gasps> oh my God, don't, don't start, don't start. The file touch corrupted touch really touch got some problem the other day. <laughs> I think what you mentioned, if you can ask for help, do so, right? Ask for help. I think it's always okay to ask for help. Doesn't matter family, friends or whoever, right? Anyone who can help is always... Uh, better but if let's say no help as well right i think for me personally you need to establish what is the 
true priority for you or true values for you. Let's say, for example, if, if all this happens, then your kid, for example, or your, your spouse gets sick. Of course, you will dump all this and then focus on your family, right? But sometimes, for example, content creators, we cannot establish these priorities right. Like we don't know exactly what is the true order. So I always feel that at least you personally have to establish this order, okay? You have content, uh, for example, blog, you have uh, crisis at work, you have crisis at home. Which one is the true order? And I mean, it's okay to just, you know, dumb something. Yeah. yeah. But you actually handles the most important thing for you. Yeah. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus. dot com slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. And I think after that, an important thing is you need to go and rest. Yeah. Because you fight the war very tiring. Yes. yes you must yes. give yourself a break. And to me, that is a integral part of crisis management. Once you get past that, you better go and like cho-cho everyone, right? You're going to be like, okay, good. Things are good. You know, makan, makan, hang out, do what you need to do. Oh, we'll close the office for one week. Yeah, take a break. <laughs> you know, two days off, please go and go travel, do what y'all need to do, you know? So I think, and I feel like a lot of organization, a lot of teams don't do that. Once the crisis is over, BAU is back. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly, as usual. Business as usual. Yeah, right. Like as though this shit never happened. You know, yep. it's like just another day back in to the, the office. Grind. Back to the grind, and and it's it's very bad for the team. It's very that's bad why mental for, health is an issue. Yeah. No, and and it becomes if you think about it, right? Just from a simple team dynamics, right? In other words, there's no upside in solving this crisis, right? Yeah, but there will always be another crisis. Well, this situation is not so bad. There is a company who are even working in a crisis mode all the time. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. You yeah. might have experienced before, right? Like they always work based on crisis. Like everything in a, is urgent. Everything needs yeah. to get yeah. done fast. Yeah. Yeah. So this definitely is not the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, it's true. But but at least for, for more teams out there, I hope you take a break and don't yeah. just like BAU uh, immediately. I actually came out from an industry like that. So in advertising, everything is crisis mode because the advertisers already, especially this is traditional advertising, not digital, right? You already bought the media placement. Your ad has to go out. I don't care your file corrupted. You have to redo everything. Yeah. Or like your 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 talent suddenly sick, but you casted for so long you to find her. Your now. broadcast ad is going out next Monday. Then how? It's always crisis mode all the time. And I realize uh, sometimes when you're in industries or companies like that, you need to be of a certain personality type to be able to take it and survive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I realized I couldn't. I'm the kind where I, I can chong crisis. Okay. I need a break. 
Chong again, crisis. Okay, break. Okay, must recover. And then, you know, it's like up, down, up, down, up, down. But in some industries, like in advertising, uh, it's either your ability to, while uh, everyone is panicking, it's nothing to you. Oh yeah, it's just another deadline. But my boss had that. I was like, how you stay in this industry for so long? It's okay, well, it's just another deadline. After oh, wow. a while, you get used to it, Yeah, right? either then, you're then, okay and you're that kind, yeah. or you're like, maybe this industry is just not cut up for me. And there'll be other, there will always be a crisis. No, but something but about the... Going to the right place is the important. advertising, media, PR agency thing, right? So they always tell me deadline, right? The deadline always can push one. <laughs> Just saying, my guys, the other day, they were stressing it out. I was like, oh, but they want it by today. I was like, it's Friday. What the hell do you think they will do? They will skip it and then Monday, they will kind of take a look, right? So relax, give them by Tuesday, let them urgent, right? Then they want it, right? They want it back enough, they will look at it immediately, right? So you must understand this kind of dynamics, you know, because sometimes you, and to be fair, you don't always get full information. That's why like going back to number one is important. Is it really a crisis? Yes, 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 yes. And, and, the more crises you go through, the more insights you get on like what are the usual things that happen in a situation, then you will have a better idea how you can maneuver because different industries are different, you know, and different projects are different, different teams are different. Um, only, th- and this is the part where I think experience many makes a world of difference it because does. these things are nobody right now. Man. Yeah. Which agency will tell you my deadlines are flexible? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one will say that, right? They will not write it in anything. Sometimes it's also not just the yeah, deadlines yeah. are flexible but the customer. Yeah. Like customer A, B, C can push. Yeah. Uh, X, Y, Z, cannot exactly so you prioritize exactly. accordingly yeah 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 so things some of some of these things it, it takes a bit more experience understand the ground that you're playing in and understand the people that you're playing with you know but i think at the end to me i still think yeah, it's the same few things right what is going on give me as much information as possible now what can move what cannot move and then the rest you know we just gotta sort it out and then pray for the best right? and if you come on the other end great if not then take uh, a break Take a break, lah. Yeah, take a ask yeah. for help. I think ask for help. It's, it's for worth help. to call yeah. because some people think this is just me no, solving no, 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 it. No, no, yeah, no. Ask yeah, for yeah, help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I could I hope it's not a plan. You know, if if something is crumbling, you need external inputs to sort it. Right, and uh, it will not solve itself. The market never corrects itself, right? It's it's not an internal solve itself problem, right? You must get external input, right? So ask for help is good. Something I would like to add, which is also part of the prep for this, um, you know, interview itself, right? Um, there's one certain practice that some philosophers actually do last time, but also in the tech industry, we, we do sometimes, which is to do this kind of uh, thinking what is bad that could happen uh, and actually train for it, right? Um, so in philosophy, if you have heard before, it's called premeditatio malorum, basically thinking of what worse could happen and then try to analyze what you can do when that happens and then just prepare, right? Um, but in tech specifically, for example, if there's incident, security issue, maybe disaster, um, you know, earthquake, whatever, right? You need to establish a training process, maybe like fire drill, you know, sometimes in the building you go Cough, fire drill. data center down. <laughs> yeah, data center down. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I don't want to say. Uh, because you need to be prepared and know exactly what you need to execute. Yeah. The, the best way to handle crisis, if you can execute it like with a playbook, okay, one, two, three, 
and we'll go out of the crisis. Um, yeah. Something I find really useful from what you just said, right, is it pays to watch uh, the crises in your industry. Yeah. Because then you don't have to wait until you go through that crisis to be prepared for it. So like if today, um, us being content creators, for instance, we see a huge saga of another content creator. It's actually worth following that and figuring out what can we learn or what can we prepare to avoid this happening, right? Or like, um, for instance, I think there were some cases of content creators not being paid or content creators being sued. Okay, so in this case, what can we do to protect our own assets, right? What can we do to prevent that from happening to us? And I think that's useful because many a time people tend to focus only on themselves. They don't look outwards. Then, but if that's the case, then you are just limiting your own growth because you literally have to learn from each and every crisis to get better. But why not shortcut that process by having all this, you know, what happens if the da 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 and the da 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 examples are all taken from your competitors, your industry peers. Yeah, I think that can help to shortcut also when the actual crisis happens, you already have a handbook on what to do. Yeah, and, and I think that's a big part of playbook, right? And, yes. and the whole idea is uh, people pay a lot to all this management consultant to model crisis, right? So as, especially if you are a smaller player in the game, right? You are middle manager, you know, maybe you're not so up high up the decision uh, making chain, you know, which I don't think you usually get in touch with this. But if you start to observe some like very clear faultiness, right? In some of these like processes, like, hey, this one, uh, like flimsy, there's a debt here. Uh. Uh, you may want to highlight and talk a little bit of like, you know, a lot of pre-prepping uh, yeah. uh, to kind of understand like, okay, if this happens, uh, what are we going to do, right? Talk to your, talk to your senior management. So like, hey, there's a potential flaw here. Like this is a risk factor, right? No, material risk. Has anybody highlighted it to you? Yeah. Right. And if not, hey, Actually, you shine, you know, like because you, you can spot a risk yeah. and have a playbook to, to go with it. There's actually another level, a more extreme advanced level. This, this is also happened in tech, right? There's this thing called chaos engineering, if you have heard about it. So it's actually intentionally introduced chaos into your system. So let's say your system is actually stable, right? So no crisis. Even though you can have playbook, you think about it, but it doesn't, I mean, like the best way to learn how to handle crisis is to have the crisis itself, right? So you introduce that kind of chaos, of course, in a safe manner, right? There's a parameter that you can tune. So you introduce chaos in the real uh, scenario and see how you react to it. So like yeah. hiring a white hacker to see yeah, whether your system compromised and what to do. It could be off a server in the data center, for example, and see what happens. Yeah, hiring a lousy teammate. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Right? See how everybody so reacts. This is another um, level of um, managing crisis. Um, if you have read uh, read a book, Anti-Fragility, you know, by Nassim Taleb. So it's actually, you, you are stronger, more resistance by introducing more fragility rather than building defensive kind of a walls or process and all that right you introduce fragility you handle that and then over the time i think you build better resistance mm -hmm. interesting nice. wow that's a lot of that's wisdom lot, lot, and insights lot, lot. to unpack in I a single episode yeah but I, I in conclusion i hope you guys have um love and appreciate this episode we felt that it was so important to do it given the current situation in the market so many crises happening companies shutting down people losing their job 
being scammed of their life savings, you know, um, tech error, data centers going down. So many crises every day, every week, right? But when we get that ability to figure out whether it's a crisis or not, and then actually having the skill set to manage that crisis, which is often not taught in books, but like you guys say, can be found in many different books. So we kind of like, you know, consolidated all of that into today's episode. And if you like it, do hit the like and subscribe button, share it with your friends and colleagues or people whom you think should introduce chaos engineering so that y'all wouldn't be frightened into crises all the time. Or maybe even like stand as a, you know, like, by the way, client send you this. So, you know, uh, not urgent, uh, not crisis. <laughs> Indirect message, passive aggressive. Uh. Yeah, but... All in short, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and just a quick shout out again if you are interested in learning more about tech and how they deal with crises, tune in to Henry's podcast at Tech Lead Journal um, and you can also add him on his various channels on Spotify, on LinkedIn and remember to stay tuned for the next episode of Wise and Shine. Marketers and business owners, you've been pining after a certain someone. Your job's on the line. You're desperate for them to like you back. Here's a word of advice from me. Talking is hot. Just you and them, finally alone, like us two right now. Maybe under the duvet, headphones on, one-on-one. Podcast advertising is proven to be one of the best ways to catch their attention. So surprise them while they're tuned in, while the moment's right. Say a line or two that really gets them going. Next time, if you want to win over your special someone and build some brand love, experiment with something new. Just focus on your voice. Advertise on more than 100,000 podcast shows with Acast. Head to go.acast.com slash closer to get started.